0: friends this is cliff Knight from equippers international thank you so much for listening to the podcast we want to lift up jesus and provide a place for you to learn more about him and to grow in your relationship with him if you find the podcast helpful feel free to share it with others we believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement and you will be strengthened in your relationship with jesus Music. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Equippers International Podcast. We're glad you joined us today. And we're taking a little break from our Bible study time, and we got a guest in the studio. And we're very excited about that. Some of you might remember a previous episode we did that was actually a very popular episode with Mr. Rich Hodge, my great personal friend, co-laborer in the Lord, and Chef Par Excellence. Right now he's got some lamb shanks cooking in the pressure cooker for us tonight. Rich, welcome. <laughs> so good to be here, and I can't wait for the lamb shanks. Absolutely. Well, Rich, um, Rich is just a, a great guy. I'm not going to talk much about Rich. I think we just want to get right into the heart of the episode today, which is exactly what we don't know what we're going to be talking about. But we're going to get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We have no problem talking. No problem talking. But Rich, why don't you just start sharing a what's in your heart, and let's just chase it from there.
1: I think uh, what's been on my heart for a while, but I've been able to recently articulate it, has really been my concern about what I have seen in the States since um, even before COVID, COVID. Um, uh, I think it just, it came with this rise that I saw in the church, especially like in the Pentecostal and the charismatic movements mm. of this Christian nationalism. Mm. And I know Falwell started it years before and it's been around a bit. But the idea that um, that Trump, you might want to edit that out. <laughs> that a, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that a candidate... <clears throat> Um, everything rode on him. He was God's choice. He's going to be the right person. He's going to help us to take over influence over politics and one of the main streams that influence people. That uh, You talk to most Christians, they want to have dominion uh, in that sense of authority over religion and over politics. Mm. And then they think from there it's going to affect the rest of all the streams, the mountains, whatever you call, uh, depending on your your understanding of the of the mountains of influence and culture. Mm. And, everything. Mm-hmm. and I think the last time I talked to you about, um, you know, dealing with my grandkids and uh, how I'm stewarding them being sick. Mm-hmm. No, yes, that's right. And, and my faith believes that they can be healed. My hope is one day I'll put my feet on that land and what's my vehicle to get there. And I think it's joy. Mm. But I found that there are a lot of people that their vehicle to get, where they thought their faith was heading in their hope was a political candidate. Mm. And it was a political party.
0: Yeah. And it really troubled me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, let me just... Say a couple things right off the bat. Needless to say, in this episode or any other episode, we're not scared to go right straight to the issue and maybe kill the sacred cow. So we don't want to be controversial for controversial's sake. But I do think it's a really important topic. Rich was sharing some things with me earlier today. I think we want to address them. Obviously, we're going to pursue something that is very Christ-centered in what we're going to talk about, because that's me and Rich's passion. You uh, know that we carry that in us as men of God, and we want to see people growing up in the Lord Jesus. We want to see Jesus as the center, filling all things, which is exactly what he's busy doing and I'm going to continue to do until God's, Father God's plan is finished for this age. But in the meantime, we got work to do to bring him to bear in the lives of people. So let's talk about how some of these influences that you're seeing maybe in Christianity, you've, you've narrowed it down to a little more of a smaller sphere of Christianity. We're not here to try to measure to what degree it is or isn't infiltrating different people's perspectives. But the point is, I think we'll all agree that it's a real reality and how is that affecting what we would say would be the true mission and what, how we should be approaching that mission and the purpose of God as we see it? And do they differ? And how do they differ? And if they do, how can we bring some input to maybe some new perspectives, awakening people's thoughts into something maybe more life-giving or more, more applicable
1: I think the why is really important, mm-hmm. because now we're, we're, in a, we're a part of this um, Reconstructionism. Mm-hmm. And it actually started with a guy that was an Armenian um, refugee and came over and he uh, became a Presbyterian pastor, struggled in this church, struggled in his denomination, started his own movement. And he really advocates that, especially from a male standpoint, that we need mm. to step up and take dominion mm. over all things. Mm. And he goes back to that passage in Genesis chapter one, uh, That's chapter 3, right. That's right. that we're in dominion over all this stuff. But it's interesting, uh, a while ago, it's in my book, my journal, but that, that word there in the Hebrew, I think it's radah, it means actually to tread or or press down, mm-hmm. and, uh, or, or to master, mm. not to be the master. I think w- w- what the movement has now said is that we're supposed to have dominion over all things. But mm. I think that scripture is more about we're, we're stewarding, mm. managing and stewarding well what God has given us. Right. And not this dominion theology that's come out where we have to be the political party um, we have to have the political candidate, mm. the person that's going to, you know, right the ship. Yeah. Because if their why actually is they don't believe Christ will come back mm. until we have dominion and full authority. Mm. Satan took it. We have to take it back. And then once it's established and the government comes under this authority, mm. they believe then Jesus is going to come back. In fact, it yeah. also feeds into all this. Um, this uh, messianic, um, all the stuff in the Old Testament, and and actually the government then becomes the moral adjudicator mm. of the Jewish festivals. It's about reestablishing right. all that kind of stuff. Right. So the end game for them, I think, is like, oh, we got to do all this so that Christ comes. Yes. Well, then we miss
0: Christ, who's here. That's right. You know, you said something earlier today when we were kind of processing a little bit before we came on to do the episode. You alluded to the fact that Christ was here when he was here, and he had every opportunity to establish something on earth. I mean, if He if that would have been his end game, then he could have just accomplished that immediately, right? Well, the disciples certainly wanted it. That's right. They thought
1: when he talked about his kingdom coming, they thought, right. oh, Rome's going to be gone. That's right. But he totally came in a, in a, in a, um, in a humble way. That's right. Of... And to the most humblest of people, mm-hmm. he didn't go to the the I don't know the presidents. He didn't go to the kings. Mm. He went to the simple people that carry out
0: yeah his life. Yeah, and he made it very clear that my kingdom is not of this world. No, so it's not something. That we're going to be able to see with signs in the natural and lay our hands on it in the physical. It's going to be something that supersedes or surpasses that. Let me, another thought, because there's so many tentacles with this, we can go. But I read, I know one of my favorite authors, just to put a plug in, is Deverne Fromke. I read several of his okay. books that really influenced me. And I love what he does in one of his books. He talks about the starting point. He says, if the starting point is wrong, then we'll never get to the end game. He uses two or three wrong starting points. One of them is This dominion idea, seeing the purpose, quote unquote, of man in Genesis three. But I love what he does. He goes to Ephesians one. Now, I know I'm going to get to your heart really quick with this, because Ephesians one, we get a loving, kind, merciful, gracious father who has an eternal intent when before (laughs) the foundation of the earth so that we might become sons, and daughters. So God wants a family, and Jesus wants brothers and sisters, and the Holy Spirit's looking for a temple. And where is all that? It's in us. Christ is in us, and we're in Him. Yes.
1: And we're smack dab in the middle of what makes God, God.
0: I love that. That's what you said in the kitchen earlier. You hear that, guys? We're right smack dab in the middle of what makes God, God. And that is a powerful, powerful place. So we don't need something else. We don't need to be trying to strive to produce something in the flesh, in our own strength, and in our own systems. That's not how God's purpose is going to be accomplished. Yeah, you go back to that
1: Ephesians passage, and everything from before is in Christ. Yeah. Every statement in Christ. In Christ. In Christ. Holy and blameless in In Christ. Christ you're adopted in christ chosen in him chosen in him and this whole movement to me has really kind of broken my heart Mm. that we think that if all of a sudden we have a christian government the church then comes underneath it (laughs) scary that's scary to me yeah and when i think of like you know First Chronicle seven fourteen like if my people will humble themselves and pray right I don't hear any humility
0: in it this no. movement at all no
1: it's more it's actually a lot of angry people yeah and angry people make a cruel God
0: yeah that's right
1: and all the Jewish celebrations and traditions if we go back to that that's not going to save people Mm-mm. you cannot legislate Christianity you can't legislate us being in Christ no this is a relational god who says hey i want you to go in low i didn't mm. say go high go in low yes i mean i we we're talking about it before i mean as soon as we got kings in the old testament god's like no you don't want these kings
0: Mm-mm.
1: and once we got the kings we we're screwed up ever since
0: that's right
1: now we're in a place where we want kings again mm. and then if we do that where is if jesus says and they even call him you are the master mm. Where is the Master now we've made we've now made made men the master
0: that's right, yeah,
1: and where does Jesus fit in any of that?
0: Mm. yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what it looks like. I love what you say a lot of times. I heard you say it several times recently in the last couple of days. you know I want to challenge you to be curious instead of critical, okay, so this podcast is not about being critical of something yeah. it's about curiously touching on some things that that we really strongly feel about and we believe that it can help people in their journey. What does it look like to have the right perspective? What does it look like for to be in Christ and Christ in us? For so many of the average Christians, you know, that sounds like theology to them, you know, but how, how does it become livable? Where, where do we live as Christians in the midst of all this craziness, in the midst of these crazy narratives that are happening in in other streams, and stay focused on the eternal purpose and on God's heart for His people and for humanity, you know, to bring Christ into His fullness in ourselves and in each other and in community, like, how do we flesh that out with priorities, values, whatever?
1: Oh, that's, I mean, that's a wide path. I think the first thing that hits me is the idea of th- that when the tabernacle was established in the, in the Old Testament and Solomon finished this, this place, it started first with uh, just the tent of meeting in the desert, with mm. all the important stuff that were a part of that, and that that was called Shekinah or glory. Then when Jesus comes and he says, I come to d- uh, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, that's the same word. Right. Tabernacle. That's right. If Christ is in me and I'm in Christ and I'm smack dab in the what, ma- what makes God God, that means I'm the tabernacle. Yeah. I'm the place where God actively lives right now. Yes. So that wherever I am, if I'm a garbage man, if I'm an accountant, mm. I'm a missionary, whatever it is, I carry, I am actually, I don't know what you carry, I'm in the presence. Yeah. I'm smack dab in the presence. Yes. And to me, that's the thing that changes culture, changes people. Absolutely. It's somebody who doesn't practice the presence, they're in the presence. Yeah, And then they just carry something different. When people around them, they're just homesick. Yes. And they carry the values and the character of God because God is in them, mm. living out this life through them. Mm. And yeah, I think I'm just really excited about the idea that it can be as simple as that. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. If, if you talk about all the, the streams, and the the spheres and the mountains, mm. then we can influence the influencers. Yep. but that's not my end goal. That's right. I don't want to change culture. Mm-mm. I don't want to change and rearrange and do all this stuff out there. That that man, I'm going to God's got that. Yeah. I want to count the conversations in front of me that lead to conversions of people that have an encounter with Christ. Mm. And I don't think any system can do that. Only no. people can. That's right. People share to people. That's right. We, we live this out, real, now, mm. present, alive. Yeah. And I don't wanna waste my energy trying to change systems.
0: No. So I know something that's been burning in us. You know, Rich and I operate in somewhat of some different spheres. We do a lot of the same type of work, but in my training in Africa with the leaders there, we've really been focusing on the message of the gospel and understanding what that looks like and how, as ministers, we need to be given. You know, Romans 1, Paul called for the purpose of the gospel, you know, our lives being consumed with this good news. Talk about that just for a moment, the gospel. Well, I mean, you sum it up right there. It's the good news. Right.
1: And you look around us, and, man, I I can't even... I get off of social media. I don't want to look at it anymore. I don't want to look at the news anymore, right? Because it's such bad news. That's right. I mean, it just, just, just weighs your spirit Mm down. But when I read the Word, and when I'm around people of the Word, and who who just actually really love God in the mess of their lives, Mm -hmm. to me, it's so attractive. Yeah, it's so life giving. Yeah, and the idea that the gospel. It's not just this dead. I'm not reading dead nouns and adjectives no. and verbs. No, it's alive.
0: Yeah, it's the power of God.
1: Yeah, it's the power of God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and even the idea that it's His loving kindness that leads us to this repentance. That's right. To this this turning point. That's these right. These moments. Yes. So that means the presentation of the gospel has got to be entirely different than an angry God mm. and a cruel God. We're talking about a guy who says, it's in loving kindness. Mm. So then for me, how do I in loving kindness enter into conversations with people about the good news of the gospel?
0: Mm. Does it sound like it's loving kindness? Yeah, it's got to. You said something a minute ago. We're going to end a little bit on this note. You said about living um, in the mess of people's lives. The image that came to my mind was Jesus physically just walking and moving among the mess of people you know and now if we are in Christ and Christ is in us and we're right smack dab in the middle of God who what how did you say what makes God, God. What, you know and that's who we are we're not carrying something we are the presence so where are we functioning we have to be functioning right in our own mess and in the mess of others and just bring Christ right into that space. I mean, he, he's in that space. But living in that space to bring the goodness of God, to bring the gospel, to bring the redemption of God into our lives, into the lives of people around us. And it's just done so practically and so simply of life. Yeah, And it is so powerful Years ago I
1: read a book uh, called The Master Plan of Evangelism. I think it's by Peterson. Yeah, I read it. And simple book. Yeah. It's a book on how he did life with twelve people. Yeah. And passed on DNA, did right in the middle of their mess, ate with them all the time, walked with them all the time, got in boats with them, did life with them, and how that changed a world that was his why my kingdom is about people yes it's not about systems and government and culture Mm. this is my culture my culture's people yeah the more we get into that the more we actually see people then not as projects but people that's right and we're not so even interested in programs Mm. but people Mm. i remember years ago we I was at a church in California, and the pastor wanted to make a—we uh, we need to build this huge church. So they sent out a team to Texas, because in Texas, I mean, every corner is some huge, yeah. unbelievable oh, yeah. church. Oh, yeah. And they call—it was the mall concept. Mm-hmm. And the idea is every need can be taken there. You know, we got coffee shops. We got a restaurant. If you're got a, uh, a preschool, gym, we got a group. junior high, school. high school,
0: sports, and pretty yep, soon, health club, you don't club. Even
1: have to go outside to anything else. The church, everything's there. You got a program. You're left-handed. You can't walk with, the, <laughs> you know, uh, you're blind. Whatever. Yeah. We got a group for you. Yes, absolutely. But then what happened was you'd hear people say, "Man, I go to that group and I get all my needs met." Mm. And then it hits me. That's a subtle synergy shift. Yeah. But all of a sudden i don't i i don't need to go to jesus anymore i just go to the group and even this movement in in government and stuff is like i don't need to go to jesus anymore those people are going to take care of me Mm. and Mm. now we just usurped yeah we have not esteemed the one who paid for us so Mm. that we could get the full privileges and rights of the ones from before who are chosen and loved and adopted and pure and holy Mm. and it's not, he's not a God about program.
0: He's no, about people. That's right. That's right. Wow. I made a statement earlier when we were talking as well. And, uh, you know, anything that distracts or moves us away from what Rich just expressed in some way is anti Christ. Mm. And we want to be pro Christ. Yeah. We want to be Christ and we want to live for him and bring him into every space that we are. That, that's what we advocate, right? And so, you know, if I can leave just with a couple encouragements, I always like to leave the episodes with something just to inspire, to encourage devotionally. If you're listening and you're a believer, you are the presence. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. Get out there and get involved in people's lives. Touch a life. Do life with somebody intentionally, redemptively, not as a project, but as a person and love the person and be Christ with the person and tell them who they are in Christ and walk their journey with them. You're restoring dignity. Absolutely.
1: And actually, when we are in Christ, we are more human. Yeah, and humanity has been
0: dying. Oh, man. We already know that. The Romans inim- tells us The that. enemy has just had a heyday yeah. with and humanity.
1: When we walk in, and we don't practice the presence. I, I always yeah. hear that, but we are in the presence of yeah. everything that makes God, God, and yeah. me, me in God. Yeah. That means every conversation is sacred. Yeah, that's right. Every moment that I live mm. is, is pregnant with life. Mhm. And we honor people, we restore yeah. dignity, and we become more human. When they're around us yeah. and we're in Christ, that new humanity, is attra-
0: it's attractive. Oh, I love it. I love it. You talk in my language. Rich knows I teach a lot on identity, and that's, mm. that's the core. I tell people all the time, I say, well, what do you mean when you say Christ has set us free? Like, So we think that's license, or we think this. I say, no, 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 no. The freedom for which he set you free for is that you are free to be fully human. Fully who you were created to be Yes And that is such a beautiful place And so that's what we're passionate about Rich, thank you so much bro Love you man I love you too Glad you could be at our house Yeah We're in South Africa right now We're getting on a plane tomorrow to go back to Italy Where we'll pick back up in our study of Romans So until then Be strong and courageous and love Jesus more